What's going on, guys? Mike Krausen here with Fit Legacy Podcast, and today I want to talk to you about product creation. I'm doing something new today. I'm also filming this as well for all you that are watching. I'm in here in the studio. As you can see, coffee over cardio behind me, coffee in my cup. It's a must. It's bright and early this morning. But first things first is that I want to give a big shout out to all those companies and all those individuals that are focused on creating a bigger and better product for themselves. Now, does that mean discredit little guys like coffee? No. But the main focus I want to talk about today is product creation and how we can continue to increase your average order value, your AOV. That's something I don't think a lot of people focus on whenever they're starting a new company because you don't think about it. Today, I'm going to go over why it's important and why it's crucial to scaling your business, especially when you get into the ad side of things. Uh, Obviously, at the agency, we do a lot of things between emails, the ads, and site development, all these things. It all has to mesh together and flow. So first things first, let's roll right into what is AOV, which is your average order value. The average order value is just that. How much money, on average, do people spend at your website? This is really important whether you're owning a product-based business or you're doing a service business. So you need to know just exactly what it is somebody is giving you so that you know how much it costs or you can spend to acquire a new customer. Okay, So I'm going to start really simple inside the service industry. So personal training, right? Let's say that you have your six-month packages, which we always talk about. You got a 12-month package. You got a monthly option. And let's say you have some some random 12 weeks and 16-week packages you sell, right? So on average, what is that number? And you can obviously like Take all the clients you've had for the last six months, add that up, divide it by however many clients you have. Um, Simple Excel sheet, we'll keep track of that. And let's say that it's $600 on average is how much you're collecting from an individual. That means that if you were able to do ads and it costs you $100 per sign up, that means that you would still be extremely profitable, right? Now, let's say it costs you $500 to get somebody to sign up, then that would not be, in a sense, of a good margin, okay? Especially since you're not able to scale if you're doing things very personalized, weekly check-ins, etc. So, the way you look at this is, once you find your average, then you can find out how much money it can take or spend or cost for you to continue to grow your business, That means that maybe you pull on a videographer or a photographer that allows you to spend money on that individual and then you can break it out per client basis. So this photographer is going to cost me $10 a client because his content is going to help me continue to grow my business, right? So that's how you're going to start acquiring costs on what it takes to acquire that customer. Now, when it comes to a product... This is where it gets tricky because most of the time, whenever you're making a closing a deal, right, or selling a product like coffee, I'm not selling $600 per transaction, right? I'm not selling $100 per transaction. I wish I was, but I'm not. It's not that type of product. So let's just say that 
let's run with the supplement company because they're always typically on the higher end because their minimum product usually is 50 bucks, right? So let's say that a supplement company has an average order value of $100, okay? Take into margins into effect, okay? So average margin for an e-commerce company, you try to be around 70%. Once you set that 70%, that means $30 of that $100 is product cost. And then we want to... Uh, from there, you've got the product cost $30 to the hundreds. You've got $70 to work with in the sense of acquiring that new client. And then your profit left in there as well. So if you're able to, let's say, acquire a new customer through a Facebook ads for $25, and that's right now, this market, the end of 2019, is about the cost to acquire a customer on a product is between twenty to thirty dollars, roughly. Kind of just depends on what it is, your market, the size of the company, etc. And so you make the sale. So you have the thirty dollars. Let's just say you you got them for twenty dollars. So that's fifty dollars to to get the customer, and then it's fifty dollars profit after that. Now, if your average order value was sixty dollars instead of that. Okay, Facebook still runs the same. It's, it's going to be twenty to thirty dollars per sale. So that means if you have thirty dollars worth of cost, let's say it's less, right? So let's cut it in half. Fifteen plus the twenty dollars to acquire the customer. Now you're at thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five, you know, minus fifty. Now we're at fifteen dollars profit. You see how that is very, very different between fifteen and fifty. Because the average order value is different. It costs you the same to send out the email. It costs you the same to make the Facebook ad. It costs you the same to have the videographer. But the problem is that your product, you're not selling enough of them at one time to really make a difference when it comes to ads. Or when it comes to, I want to hire these people to help me sell my products, right? Whether it be be commission-based or... through ads, through uh, a marketing agency, wherever it may be, you're going to struggle to find that niche and that that amount of money uh, if you have a low AOV. So all that brings me around to this. Your average order value is crucial in continuing to build up your, one, your lifetime value of a customer, how much they're going to spend at your site, and then also, two, it's really big on finding out just exactly how much money you can spend to acquire a new customer. Whenever it comes to creating new products, and I see this so much in smaller companies. When I say smaller, a lot of times it's new owners or someone that's new into the social media place. And they're always concerned with the loudest people instead of majority, okay? Let that sink in for a second. Most concerned with the loudest people, not majority. Now, the best way I can explain that is everybody's had some sort of hater on their page, right? And so they come to the page, they're talking smack, maybe they don't like your product, maybe they don't like your look, or they just call you stupid, ugly, you're not doing the exercise right, whatever it may be, okay, they're coming and trolling. 
They're the loudest person in the room, and yet you start to question or dictate yourself based on what that person says. This is like the first sign of running the business in the wrong direction because maybe that 97 other percent of the people that follow you love you for who you are, the content that you put out, the products that you create, but because they're not screaming we love you, we don't hear them being the loudest one in the room, and so we start to make decisions and changes based around that, the, that cancer, that sore, that thorn in your ass that's bothering you and being loud, but because that's the only thing you hear, you think that's majority, and that's insecurity speaking to you. Now, if you didn't take any actions on that, that'd be fine, but that's usually not the case for a newcomer. A newcomer in the business or somebody that's just not 100% sure in the direction in which they're trying to go, and I only can speak for people that we speak to and people that we do bring on and don't bring on the agency, but that's only because that's just the, it's just the trend that I'm seeing, okay? And I've seen it for quite some time, but what's real big is that people want to create a smaller product because somebody barks at pricing, or can I get some samples, if I'm selling a $15 coffee, it's hard for me to focus on trying to give samples because that doesn't help my business. Um, when you go smaller bags, jars, products, can I get a week of training? Can I get two weeks of training? Can I get a week out of the ebook? Whenever you start creating off these little segments, then what you're doing is that if you're selling them instead of giving them away, and that's a different thing. We'll talk about that in a second. But if it's actually like live, active on your site to sell, it's going to deter people from spending more money, and they're just going to try it first. In my product, I believe that it's good enough where you don't need to try it to see if you like it. If you believe in your product and your product is great, stop trying to please everyone or actually just that 1% that's barking, and focus on the people that are actually purchasing from you. If somebody's not willing to take the risk and invest in you because they just believe in your product that much, then odds are that person's not going to be the one that gives you a five-star rating. They're going to find something else to bitch or complain about, and it's not going to be the customer that you want. As I've said, and I, I scream this in 12K, 12 week, I scream this, in the PT Blueprint course, I, I scream this all the time. And it's that if somebody's looking for a steal or a deal, that's not for you. That's going to be the worst client, customer, or whoever it may be to you. It's going to be the worst person for you. It's because they're not willing to invest. You're not willing to invest. You groan about pricing. You groan about you know, even though your product's 30 servings, it's like, well, this bag's half full or the container half full. It, it, it's just a person that has to just, just yak and bark about things that don't need, that you don't need to worry yourself with to run your business off of. So the person that's looking for a discount, looking for a steal, looking for a code, those aren't going to be your ideal clients. You want to focus on people that are willing to pay the 100%, that are willing to invest in the you that are buying from you because you're a small business not because you're cheap people that want to support you along the way those are the ones that you want on your team on your side giving you reviews giving you that grassroots movement 
typically people that get a discount of some sort that are asking for one instead of giving one, but they're asking, those people aren't going to share your products. Those people's not going to share your training because they're either going to talk about, oh yeah, I got it for a steal and they really don't care. They just care about what they got off of you. Or they're just going to stay quiet because they're not going to follow it. Or they're not going to enjoy the product because they're not invested into it. They're just like trying to get a discount, got a steal. Ah, oh, this sucks. That's just their mentality. That's who they are. We don't want to surround ourselves with those type of people. Now, I'm all for finding great value. I'm a big person on value. I don't care how much something costs sometimes if the value is good to me. Value brings everything back into play and going back to the freebie piece so for a lot of trainers what i like to do is give a free workout if you sign up to our email list okay if you sign up to myfitlegacy.com you enter your email we're going to send you a five-day video series where me and abby we have, we have copy we have video and we're Basically going how to grow your Instagram account with five videos. Just for giving me your email because I want you to get in the mix of hearing and seeing and feeling everything that is that we do. I'm going to give that to you for free. The main reason is because I, I want to show value. And so if you're a trainer and you give out a free workout, I want to show value. I want to give you something before I ask for something. Gary V, jab, jab, right hook. Give, 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 ask. Be the 51 in the relationship. If you're always asking him for money, you're never going to get it. But if you're always giving, always giving and always giving, then it's okay to ask for money later because you've proven your value. You've proven I've done all these things for you. You trust me. You love it. Now hire me. So when it comes to a product, um, I find it hard to do this more so than a service because it costs you money giving away products, right? But you can still add value and give things away. You can create ebooks, you can create guides, you can create videos, you can create knowledge, articles, blogs, videos on content, all these things to help and encourage people that don't have to be about your product. One of the first ebooks that Coffee Over, Cardi- Coffee Over Cardio created was a beauty guide ebook. It has nothing to do with coffee, but guess what? It's got some great tips that we got from a local makeup artist who is able to give females some quick tips to how to get ready within 10 minutes. We linked the products, we linked the brushes, we linked everything to make it that much more consumer-friendly and help those ladies out. Nothing to do with coffee. But hey, when somebody says, I really love your eyeshadow, how'd you, how, how'd you learn how to do that? Where'd you do it? And they mentioned, oh yeah, I got it out of this ebook that I got from Coffee Over Cardio. Has nothing to do with it, but guess what? It brings it around full circle. Or maybe they loved it so much that they were able to want to come back and try our product now because we did something for them, so now they want to come back and support. That's usually how business works. It's not typically so much unless Nike right now is listening. (laughs) Odds are you're not just going to sell just because of the way something looks. It's all going to be about the value and what somebody's getting out of it. Most of the people on here, I'm assuming, own a small business or want to or trying. 
And so you need to make sure that you're adding value before you ask for money. Okay? So, rewind all this back. AOV. Need to slowly try to increase your average order value. Don't try to get more customers and bring that down. Because typically by you trying to sink down and find that cheap customer, you're going to lower your AOV because they're going to take it. But odds are they're not going to come back and buy again at the full price or buy again at all. How do I know that? Well, I'm going to give you some real numbers right out of Coffee Over Cardio. You hear me? Let's go. If you listen to this, I'm giving you a little piece here. Over 2019... We did a lot of sample sales for coffee, and we did a lot of, obviously, whole bag sales for coffee. The numbers state that the average order value, or excuse me, the lifetime value, an LTV, of somebody that bought a sample was $29. Okay, That means they bought a, whether it be $3.99 or $10.99 plus some shipping, so let's say anywhere between $9 to $14 on the site, they came back on average, they came back and bought the exact same thing one time. Realistically, what happens is that somebody loves the product, they come back and purchase $7,500 worth of stuff. And then when one of those does that, five don't purchase at all. That's typically what happens, what we've seen. Now, if somebody comes in and buys a full bag, a full price bag of coffee <clears throat> at $16.99, $15.99, $18.99, whatever it is, they purchase that one bag, okay, which member samples was 10 to 14. Now they're going to spend from 18 to 20 with shipping, 22 maybe. <clears throat> Excuse me. They. <laughs> spend an average of a lifetime right with us 80 to 100 dollars depending on the coffee so somebody that spent four more dollars five more dollars on the first purchase come back and spends three to four x the person that just bought a sample that right there lets me know a few things one the individual that's buying the product Two, samples don't look as good as my full product, all right? White bag versus the full bags that we put all the time, energy, and money into. So even though you might make the same amount of money, like I had a good margin on the samples. I have good margins on the bags. I just say they're equal. But remember, it took me 22, just say 20 to $30 to acquire a customer, right? So if I break even on the sample, I'm only breaking even. I'm losing because no one's going to come back and rebuy and rebuy and rebuy. But if they bought a single coffee, they were, are going to come back and rebuy and rebuy and rebuy. So the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth order, now I'm able to make a lot more money and build that long-term customer versus having to worry about selling over and over and over. When it comes to training, it's the same thing. If you're giving somebody a deal for 100 bucks instead of the 150 that you normally charge, odds are they're fizzling out at the two to three month mark versus the person that pays full price might be going from five to eight to 12 months of training. 
you only have so many customers that you can buy from, so you need to focus on the retention of that client so much more than just these this single one-time purchase. Got to sell them now. That client's not going to buy a full term from you, a long time from you. So remember, <clears throat> average order value, if you increase that, then odds are those customers, based off my own studies, my own company, and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to find this information out, is that the more money that they spend on the first purchase, odds are they will come back and stay with you longer. It's a direct correlation to the company that I currently own and run today with Abby. The less somebody spends, the less money they're going to pay you over time because they're looking for a deal and a steal. They're looking for a little piece, just give me a little something-something, and they're not going to pay you nothing later. Versus... I appreciate what you're doing, Mike. I love Abby and all she's about. I'm going to get the full-size coffee. I believe in this product. It looks great. I'm going to love it. I already know it. Because they're positive about the purchase instead of going, well, I don't know. Let me just get this sample to try. So they get the, the full-size product. Love everything about it. They get the whole picture, the branding. It's a great cup of joe. You know what? Let me try the Hydrate and the, the Smart Start Creamer. Those are that that's the mentality of a customer. And the quicker you realize that, that the person that wants to pay you versus the person that doesn't want to pay you, of course the person that wants to pay you and pay you full price is going to spend more money long term. Simple. So focus on trying to build your carts so that you can spend more money on first purchase so you can have a better lifetime value from those customers. Okay? Again, this is my opinion based on my own research and my own company. Okay, I can't speak for all you other companies out there, but I do know that the more money somebody spends up front for my training clients <clears throat> that I've ta- taught and teach, they have a better retention rate than those that they give deals for, that they give discounts for, they fizzle out, and those that do samples don't get as much money in the end. I hope all of what I said kind of makes sense. And um, you, you can put that together for your own business, whether it be a service or a product, whatever it may be. I hope that you're continuing to drive up their average order value. Focus on your lifetime value. And if you know your numbers, then you know your business. I appreciate it. And go implement these things into your business.